want you to think for a moment about something that your child was really interested in, but you thought was boring or just kind of fatiguing. What comes to mind? It wasn't boring or fatiguing, but I've I've got three girls, and I spent more time having tea parties and, you know, on the floor doing the little girl thing with them, just trying to connect with them, but bored out of my mind. <laughs> um, and, and that's for me. So that's my moment of honesty. I don't know what comes to your head, but we're going to be talking about this. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our parenting team. And Danny, did anything come to your mind as I asked that question? <laughs> Certainly. I mean, similar uh, thing that when my daughter was into dolls for a short period of time, <laughs> I was I was completely bored, and I had to really try to get into this pretend with the dolls and yes. play with her. It's a space. That was a tough that, one. I mean, the that closest was... <laughs> I could come to that as a kid was GI Joe, which is a little different than. I did bring play. in the Star Wars figures yeah, into the mix with the dolls just to, to make it interesting. <laughs> but when my son, this was actually uh, when my son was ending middle school and going into high school. Mm-hmm. He got into the shoe craze, and shoes. I don't know if you've heard of like the shoe the Air craze. Jordan things, the Air Jordan, oh, yeah, yeah. all kinds of shoes. And he was showing me so many different shoes that were super expensive, and I didn't find that super exciting. I, I was going, those are shoes that you just they they get dirty, they get wet. Why, who would want to spend so much money on shoes? It just practically did not make sense to me. But he wanted to show me, hey, Dad, look at this shoe, and I didn't really think they were that cool. Yeah. Yeah, and this and, is the yeah. year because, see, that, that logo on the back is a different color than the other ones. And so this is the year to have, and that's why it's going for X, Y. Yeah, I've totally been there. And so I've, I've had to force myself to listen a little more. And then we went on some trips together to some stores to, to look at some shoes, mm-hmm. Nike store and some others, and just kind of looking around. And I've learned to enjoy it with my son, and that has been fantastic. Yeah, and I want to just loop back. I'm not a horrible dad. I spend a lot of time bored, yes, but every parent has that opportunity. You're going to be bored and build the relationship, or you're going to not pay attention and walk away and lose part of the relationship. And I'm fortunate because I love all three of my girls so much, and I can lean into them. And I think they remember those doll things and those tea parties. Well, let's go ahead and revisit uh, a conversation that focused on the family president Jim Daly and I had with Gary Thomas, in which we talked about being curious about the things your child enjoys. But this listening concept, this may be the toughest area for me. I don't know about you, John, maybe most men. Moms just tend to be good listeners. I don't know. God just gave them that blessing. But for dads, it can be so frustrating. Yeah, and then what happened? And then what happened? Oh, really? And then what happened? And you're sitting there going, it's like nails on a chalkboard. How do we slow down, settle down, forget all the to-do items, and actually zero in on our kids to hear their heart? I had to slow down, and I wish I could have told myself as a younger husband, Gary, your kids will receive curiosity as an act of love. When they know I'm listening, just to be polite and to get over with it so I can get back to my book or back to my task or back to fixing whatever I'm fixing. They don't feel loved, but curiosity even goes a step further. Not only am I listening, I'm saying, tell me more. It's how we show interest in our kids. We show interest in their day. If something matters to them, it should matter to me. It's not so much what they're saying as who is saying it. And so it's learning to really, as Jesus made his abode with us, he incarnated himself to relate to us. It's the process where we learn to relate to our children. I'll never forget, I was the first amongst my friends really start having kids. And I took my oldest daughter 
um, as she got a little bit older to ice skating. And one of my friends said, Gary, I can't believe you're going to an ice skating show. When did you get into ice skating? I said, <laughs> I, I'm not, but I'm really into my daughter, oh. and she's really into ice skating. Yeah. So I'm learning to get into ice skating. Now, since Allison left the house, I don't know that I've ever watched ice skating <laughs> since. Oh, don't, Allison, we're sorry. But, we're but, pulling this out of your dad right now. But, but it is a process of listening. It's not something that's natural, but that is how people feel loved. It's how our spouses feel loved. It's how friends feel loved. Not just listening, but being curious. If our kids are going to feel valued, they've got to feel heard. You think about Jesus in these conversations when he walked the earth. You know, if, if my temperament would there be, yeah, yeah, I know that part. Keep going faster. I mean, the Lord just exuded patience, right? Because well, he knows everything. Jesus, he could say, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward, this, fast forward. <laughs> Good thing he had other attributes than most men. But uh, hey, Gary, I do want to talk about sacrifice right at the end here, because it's so important to the Christian faith. What does it mean in a parental role to show that sacrificial love, to, to model that for your kids, and then hopefully to see it in your children? This is, I think, one of the biggest aspects of parenting for me. And it happened early on. After we had our first daughter, she was just this tiny baby. And at the time, I thought Dairy Queen blizzards had to have been invented by a Christian. I thought it would take <laughs> the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to have something that delicious to, uh, to give to people. And so we'd stopped off at a Dairy Queen, and I got a... Eminem Blizzard, you've got the fries and you've got the burger. And this our, sounds really healthy. Well, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be having that now with my wife with me. But um, our oldest daughter liked to save up her digestive efforts every three or four days. Okay. So we didn't change a lot of diapers, but when you did change a diaper, it was a 20-minute experience. And so i just gotten this cold blizzard, and you have these hot fries, and it, the, the fireworks started. Uh, you could hear them across the parking lot, and we knew it was going to be a mess. And so Lisa looks at me, Gary, come on, I'm going to need your help. And I'm holding this blizzard, and I'm holding these fries that have a shelf life of about five minutes. And I'm thinking, are you serious? And I mean, it's just a silly, stupid little thing. But I was such a young man. I was in my mid-20s, and I realized this is really the first time where I'm going to have to truly say, someone matters more than me. I'm going to have a runny blizzard and I'm going to have wilted fries. But the reason that it's so brilliant that parenting introduces that is that God gives you these kids that you love more than life. And then you're able to sacrifice for them because you love them so much, but that sets you up for an attitude of sacrifice. I, I was completely caught off guard by the emotions I experienced as a first-time dad. In fact, I was a pacifist before Allison was born. I'd had an Anabaptist professor that had done a lot of research with me and I'd written papers for him. I did an independent study on it. I had read all the books and exegeted the scriptures and listened to the sermons, but it completely changed March 27th, 1987, when my oldest daughter was born. And I didn't read any new books, didn't exegete any new scriptures. The nurse just took that baby, put her up on my wife's chest. I looked at that baby girl and said, anybody hurts her? I'm going to be doing prison ministry from the inside <laughs> for the rest of my life. That's yeah. going to be... Your pacifism kind of went out the it, window. It, huh? It's just that, that natural God-given design. And so I, I really was unprepared for the depth of emotions that are pulled out of you. But for me, I'm not naturally unselfish. 
I'm not yeah. naturally wanting to give up my time and my money. And now if my kids need money, I mean, it's just, I don't even think of it as me giving money. It's just like, of course, what, what I have is yours. And that was an attitude I did not have as a single man, mm -hmm. uh, when I would even count up the money on dates, you know, if I do this and pay this for her, can I not get that or whatnot? But with my kids, it was just, I would rather go without so that they could have. And that's the attitude that Jesus had. The son of man came not to be served, but to served. It's the attitude that Paul had, who sacrificed for the church he had never met when he writes to the Colossians. You know, I pray for you all the time. I've never met you, but I'm striving for you. And it took parenting for me to make that connection that sacrifice is really the heart of what we're called to be as Christians. And parenting is a brilliant process to make you willing to sacrifice for someone other than yourself so that you can grow and then sacrifice for others that you don't have that connection with. Danny, I loved Gary's story about his daughter being more important than a Dairy Queen blizzard. That was a great story. <laughs> Why is it always worth it to give up our comforts when we see that opportunity? But is it always, though, John? I mean, okay. is it always that we give up our comforts to be the kids? I mean, I, I buy kombucha every once in a while just for myself, that your, right? That's, that my, that's my Dairy pleasure? Queen blizzard, yeah. right? That, that's, that's, so if you've got your that. kombucha in your hand and, <laughs> the, and the diaper needs to be changed. Yeah. No, it really, we sacrifice for our kids because we love them. We would give up our lives for our kids to, if we're all honest and, and really attached to, to our children and to that invitation of being mom or dad we would give our lives for our kids and it's important to be able to show sacrifice to our kids that we love them they're worthwhile to us and sometimes we have to do that financially we just we have to give up something in order to be able to provide what our children need uh, maybe sometimes even downgrading on a car or not buying a certain car because uh, there are other expenses that you've mm -hmm. got or a house where you in reality can't get that other house you, you have to get a smaller one because there's so many activities I think as a parent, you're, you're making sacrifices sometimes that you don't even realize because it's just natural to do it. And then there's some that you are consciously stepping into and saying, let's give this up for now or let's give this up for our children mm -hmm. because it's a natural place to go and it shows that, um, that, that there's love there. And, and when that love is there, you show humility, generosity, and that love is important to you that... Um, ability to give a material thing up for relational uh, connectedness with somebody. And yeah. that's a good lesson for yeah. your kids to learn. I might observe that while he didn't say so, I'm pretty sure Gary changed the diaper and then finished the blizzard. So there is an element of delayed gratification. It doesn't no, mean we right. give that's it right. up. It just means <laughs> not now. Yeah. So, well, so true. Uh, Gary's book is tremendous. We want to uh, suggest that you get a copy of Sacred Parenting. Um, it is full of his insights of scripture, of um, really great uh, advice on uh, developing that spiritual aspect of your child and letting them be a tool in God's hand to help you grow spiritually. Uh, we're making that book available to you as a gift uh, for your donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. You can find ways to donate and to request that book, Sacred Parenting, in the show notes. Also, Danny's team has a number of articles to help you do well as a mom or a dad. We're going to link over to one of them called The Divine in the Daily Grind, which I think will help you see just how God can use you as a parent when it's the same old thing, the same old thing, the same old thing. Uh, the link for that article is in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Becky Harling discussing the junior high season of parenting. It's exciting. And on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, 
I'm John Fuller inviting you back next time for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.